Good morning, mamas, and thank you for coming back to Tender Love and Self-Care for another episode on how to create and manifest your greatness. Now today, we're going to be discussing the goals just like we've been doing for most of January, our goal settings, and today's episode is discussing the benefits of reading daily and journaling daily. So I was not a very big reader for a long time. It was very difficult for me to read in the past and I remember having just the worst time in school and I always thought I was a very bad reader. Now, some of you might not identify with this, but um, when it comes to being uh, an immigrant and you're learning a new language and especially when you're going from Spanish to English, you really do have a hard time when you just get thrown into a new school, new language altogether, new customs, new culture, new everything. And um, sometimes that could really play a big part in how you develop in school. And so when I came to the United States, literally did not speak a word of English and um, my reading was horrible. And so there was a little negative self-talk whenever it came to reading. Uh, there was negative beliefs, like I'm a slow reader, I don't read very well, it's not my first language, you know, all of these different things. But what I did do as I was growing up, I said, well, if I cannot be a good reader, I could be a good memorizer and I could be a good speaker. And I will become such a great speaker that I won't be able to have an accent. I will not speak with an accent. And that was my goal growing up. And I remember when I heard um, uh, Sophia from the Golden Girls, right? When they said that she had like some kind of learning disability, I think it was like dyslexia or something, that what she did was she would memorize her scripts and she would perform them over and over and over again in her mind and practice until she remembered every single part of that episode. And that's something that I was like, how, what, how amazing is that, right? And so I thought, hey, that's what I've been doing as a child is just remembering. So when it comes to reading, I realized that it is so important because it helps your mind grow and establish new connections. And there's so much literature and research behind the benefits of reading. And let me tell you something, it wasn't easy, but I started pushing myself. And I remember the first time one of my very first mentors told me, Sarai, you have to read, you have to read. I thought, oh my gosh, these are like three, 400 page books. You know, let me start with something simple. And it was like a 52 page book. It was a small like daily reflections book. And I thought, let me start with that. Let me gain some confidence in the realm of reading so that I can do it, so that I can feel good and not always have like this feeling of anxiety when I read. So I grabbed the book every night and I had a, a lamp next to me in bed and I would read one page every day. And when I finished the book, I remember going to my mentor and saying, oh my God, oh my God, I finished my first book. And she was so happy for me and she was like, okay, now the next book. And so that's when I started to understand that we need to start small, especially in areas where we don't have a lot of uh, self-confidence or good self-esteem in that area. For me, it was reading. Just start small. Start with doing something little to gain confidence, right? It's like if we have never ran a marathon, 
and walking is very difficult, then if you walked from here, from your house to the end of the block, that is a gain. Even if you went halfways, that is a gain. That's something to celebrate. Then the next day you can go out and double your effort. And you can and you keep doubling your efforts until you reach your mothership goal, right? So how do you finish a marathon is one step at a time. How do you make big changes in life is literally millimeters are the difference between you succeeding and you not succeeding. It's that one step, it's that one thing that you can do to really push yourself to the next level. I heard this when I took uh, classes with Tony Robbins. I heard it from Dean Graziosi. I've heard it from so many great and wonderful mentors out there that it just takes that one step, that one shift, just pivoting that itty bitty bit and you're going to start seeing changes in your life. And so now I'm okay picking up a book that is 300, 400 pages. I know that it's going to take me a little bit longer than everybody else, but you know what? My victory will be just as sweet. So when we start to do that, we start to understand that reading allows us to be able to expand our mind. What we know, the knowledge that we create in our mind, the wealth of it, especially when it's good knowledge, and we're able to apply it and use it in our lives, it starts to change our mindset, the way we think, the way we understand things, the way we compute things. It allows us to really be a better version of ourselves. And now we pair that up with journaling. And this is what I learned from journaling. I was going through something and I remember talking to my mentor. I had been doing a lot of self-work on this. I had been trying to overcome this and it wasn't happening for me. And so when I talked to my mentor, she said, you know, hey, have you ever tried journaling? Now I'm gonna share something very personal. Maybe you didn't go through it, but if you did, maybe this will help. When I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of privacy. So if I had a diary or if I had a journal that I would write in, I knew that at some point, somebody in my house was gonna come and read it. For me, it was my mom. And she didn't do it because she was a bad person. I believe that she did it because since we were in a new country, the culture was very different. Sometimes, uh, especially when the generations are older, my mom did not have me until she was 36, 37 years old. So there was a huge age gap between me and my mom. And sometimes what happens is because you're in a new country, you're, there's a different language, a language that you yourself do not understand. And then your children are growing up in this new environment, speaking a language you're not very comfortable with. And so then there starts to feel like this disconnect between you and your children. And what you really try to do is you try to find ways to understand what they're going through, what they're feeling. And so some people might say she didn't have boundaries, but I think she was doing what any mother would do is try to understand why is my child changing so much? Why is my child going through so much? And because I had stopped speaking Spanish, I had made it my goal to speak English to the point where I didn't have an accent, that I let go of my Spanish so that I can master my English. So even verbally, our communication was not that great. And so growing up in this environment, I felt that I was not safe writing things down in a journal because eventually my mom would read it and I would not have that privacy. So I grew up not journaling. 
And when my mentor and I talked about it, she said, you know what? Journaling is such a great self-help tool because it allows you to externalize the things that your mind cannot grasp yet, that you might not have the tools yet to understand what you're going through. And so you externalize it and you write it down on paper, you fold that sheet, and then you close the book and you put it away. And the great part about what she shared with me, and I'm about to share it with you, that really changed the way I saw journaling, and I really changed the way I saw this as a self-help tool, not just a place to kind of dump my thoughts for the day in, is she said the following. Now make sure you're paying attention and you write this down, make a note of it, put a little sticky on it, right? Is that you keep two journals. One of them is specifically and only for all the negativity you need to dump. Everything that you have been through, the experiences you didn't like, all of the fears, the worries, even some of the traumas, you write it in that book. And here are the key things to keep in mind. You want to make sure you're writing it in pencil. And once you're done writing it, you fold the page, you tuck it into the book, and then you never look at it again. Even if you have to come back and rewrite out what the things that you're worried about or the things that you're going through, that's fine. You can write it on another sheet, but don't go back. Do not unfold that sheet. Do not go back to reading it like you're going to go investigate and see if you did proper grammar or whatever. No, you do not go back and read it. Once you externalize it, you disconnect from it. You disconnect from your book. You close it up and you put it away. But it's important to, number one, write everything in pencil in that book. Number two, when you find the journal that you're going to use, don't find a pretty pink or red or blue uh, booklet. No, you want something that is black on the outside. You want something that is just going to be for dumping, right? And so you, you take that and you write into it. Now, the other journal that you can keep for yourself is your gratitude journal, your happy journal. Now, I've coined happy journal as, um, as a journal that is really focused on having and enjoying a life full of happiness, love, and joy. Okay, and both of these journals, by the way, are available on my website, tenderloveandselfcare.com for download, and you can print it out and start using it right away. But so in the happy journal, um, what we do in there is focus on all the good things. And my rule of thumb is this, you want to write five things a day. So five things that you are grateful for that day. So the happy journal, we use it in the morning to align yourself with gratitude. If you're practicing the gratitude team meditation, you can journal right after that because your mind is fresh, it's turned on to positivity, you're ready to go. And you write down the five things. I am grateful because today I made over $1,000. I am grateful because today my children and I hugged so much. I loved it, I enjoyed it. I am grateful because today my husband and I had an incredible conversation. We enjoyed dinner together. I'm grateful because my family is healthy. I'm grateful because you know I'm full of health and vitality. Whatever those five things are, you are grateful for them. You write it in your happy journal. You close that journal. You put it away. 
key points for your happy journal is you can write it in pen. Why not make it permanent? Make the happiness, the joy in your life permanent. Write it with the Sharpie, write it with your pen. And now you can get really fancy and elaborate on the cover of your journal. Get a pink one, get a red one, get a yellow one. Get something happy and vibrant that brings you positivity. Get that. So the moment that you see that journal, it triggers the happy spots in your brain. It triggers the happy hormones. And then it triggers you to align with that, to get in touch with that energy and really manifest your greatness. And that, my friends, is how you become wonderful at journaling and externalizing what you no longer want to carry with you, what you don't not longer want you want. I'm sorry, let me start that over. What you no longer want dragging you down. And then also, you become a master of manifesting your greatness by writing down and reminding yourself of all the good things that you have already and then all the good things that you're working on having and acquiring, like a wonderful relationship, a beautiful, healthy, happy family, and the abundance and prosperity that you deserve. So that's for the journaling and the reading. Now, the next point that we're going to touch is how to find the right spiritual path for your mind, your emotions, and your soul. Now, this is a conversation I had with uh, my husband and I had with our daughters when they were growing up. And one of the things we told them, you know, a lot of people, they go to college, they study traditional things like becoming a lawyer or a doctor or a teacher, you know, normal traditional things. And that's great. And then there's people who are not very traditional and they go a different way. So finding your spiritual path is like finding the right school for you. If you want to focus on becoming a great author, if you want to focus on becoming a doctor, you're obviously going to look for schools who offer that program, who have been successful at graduating and then placing people in prosperous and successful roles in those programs, right? You wouldn't want to go to um, a beauty school if what you want to be is a doctor. You wouldn't want to go to a school that focused on drama and the arts if you want to become a lawyer. You want to align your school with your purpose and then those are the schools that you apply for. So many different schools of thought, many different spiritual paths focus on different things. So for someone who is very mental, they like to break things down, everything's about data and facts, then something like a Buddhist path, spiritual path, might be for them because it is very much mental understanding. What is pain? Or in, in more close terms, what is suffering? How does suffering start? Where does it begin? What's the origin of the suffering? How can we end that suffering? So it's understanding. And so, but if the person is more devout, more, um, you know, you know, kind of like quoting the term, Jesus take the wheel, right? Then they're more devotional. And so the school that they might want to align with would be in alignment with the devotional path. So like bhakti yoga, or you have um, a Christianity is more devotional. Um, Catholicism is more devotional. Uh, Islam is more devotional. So you have different paths, different schools to take the person on their spiritual path depending on the development of their mind, the development of their emotional body, the development of their body. All of these different things 
play a role in what path suits you best. Now, I understand not everybody will agree with this and that's okay. This is not a channel where I'm trying to convince you to do anything that you don't want to do, nor should I ever want to do that, right? But this is a place where you can get an outside opinion. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, no hard feelings, right? You don't have to do anything you don't want to. If I'm just sharing a different point of view, but if it helps you or if it helps anybody that's listening, then I'm happy that I shared it. So with that being said, now you have a way to externalize your negative self-talk, anything you don't want to carry for the rest of 2023. You have a way to journal and manifest your greatness in the life you truly deserve. And now you have a way of choosing instead of saying, my friends are doing this or my family is doing this or whatever the case may be. You can see, wow, these are my strengths. This is how I feel best expressing myself and, and pursuing my spiritual path. So maybe I'm going to try out these other things. I'm going to see where I actually feel like I am practicing something that is beneficial to me and something that could I could really devote myself to. For me, uh, that spiritual path was pranic healing and arhatic yoga. I have been practicing it um, for since 2010. So what is that, 12 years? And I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't change it. It has really allowed me to... Uh, learn more about myself it has allowed me to learn more about life more about my purpose and what I'm here to contribute and um, it has allowed me to create the life that I truly never thought I even deserved and the family that I could one day look back and say I love and appreciate all these people that have been with me on my life journey and I couldn't have it any other way I wouldn't have it any other way and I am proud of the life that we have created. So thank you so much for enjoying me. For enjoying me. I'm sorry. For allowing me to enjoy some time with you and taking this time to be with me. Whether you're driving or you're at home, sitting down, getting ready for your gratitude tea meditation. Thank you for your patience as we've been not only producing content in English, but also producing our content for our Spanish YouTube channel, if you'd like more information on that, please let me know. I'll be more than happy to share. And um, if you have anyone who does speak Spanish and you think that this content would help them, please share. So thank you very much, everyone. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Until next time, wishing you all the very best.